0: and the resilient women that are working towards the future that they want to build for themselves and their families. Hello and welcome to the Shine On You Crazy Daisy podcast and the Shine On You Crazy Daisy book volume two. Today I introduce you to Nicola Webster from NJ Webster Consulting. Nicola, thank you so much for being a part of all of this. Tell us about your business.
1: Hi, so yeah, thank you for including me. So I'm Nicola and I have my own business helping Uh, companies create a social media presence for themselves. My background is brand licensing and I've worked with toy companies, apparel companies, publishers um, on brands from ones you will have heard of and use every day to ones that you've never ever heard of and I combine that experience with um, social media strategy and training to help people really stand out and make the most of themselves in today's digital world
0: amazing we all need that but how did you find the transition of going from corporate to self-employed how did you find when you had to go and make all these decisions for yourself
1: um a proper roller coaster and I think um the big thing is that for years a lot of people always say oh, I crave that responsibility I hate having to get signed off I hate it I hate it I hate it but what um I really learned is that actually you can't hide behind anything so when there's a difficult decision you can't say oh I'm sorry it's company policy or I'm sorry it's out of my hands because everything is in your hands so you that's the biggest shock that you are responsible for absolutely everything from simple things as in "Oh, who should we use to print our materials to the big decisions like shall we take this person on what should we pay what's our budget Mm -hmm. and it is a huge learning curve that you really have to work on the business not just in the business and that's the biggest difference going from employee
0: to owner. Absolutely and I think that we as business owners sometimes don't think about that in enough detail that when you work for yourself these decisions are so important but it's one of those things that we we want to be able to do that but at the same time, we just want someone to bounce it off, or we just want someone to make those decisions for us sometimes. So absolutely, it is something we have to think about. <laughs> um, what I loved about your chapter is you, you talked about not wanting to be just mum, and it's one of those things that many people don't like saying out loud because it can sound a bit mean. <laughs> um, but what does that? What's the importance of that for you? Well, I think it's
1: hard because you the biggest learning curve of being a mum, I think, is that you lose your identity. You are suddenly not Nicola. You're not known for who you work for, where you work and what you've done. You're known as so-and-so's mum from the playground or, oh, that mum that's often late to the coffee morning. Or, oh, that's the mum who she was there all that time. And you remember when her child and you just kind of lose your identity. Like even if you look in someone's phone on a playground, everyone's there with the name of the kid and then mum's name next to it so you stop being you and I found that really hard because uh, and it's a strange thing to admit because I love being a mum love my children would do anything for them as would you know every parent but you don't spend 15 20 years working you don't go to university you don't do all of that to suddenly just say oh I'm gonna stop being me and I'm gonna be so and sos mum because you also know that at some point they're not going to rely on you 24/7 in the way they do when they're tiny and that I think was the hardest and um, hardest thing to accept but to accept that it was important to not lose your identity it was important to be a person as well and also to set that good example you know I've got girls and like my daughters I don't want them to grow up thinking oh well mum worked really hard but then she had children and then she spent her days organizing school fates mm-hmm. that's not what you want it to be and it's the guilt that comes with that is a challenge on both sides and I think that's something that I have really had to work on to overcome but actually to be proud of the fact that I'm not just a mum I am a lady who happens to have children who also has her own business.
0: And what's the wonderful conversation in the chapter is the fact that you wanted to be known not just as mum but as yourself and you have a business that still is set up to be there for your kids.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So that was the biggest driver for going freelance. I mean, there were all sorts of things that happened on the way, but... When it came to that, I thought, I, I don't want to miss out on those all important things because I'm stuck in an airport somewhere because a connection went wrong or because it was felt really important that I went to some conference. And actually, you know, in 10 years time, I would remember that I'd missed out on a moment in my child's life, not the event that I was at. And it was that point of I want to work and I want to be myself, but I also want to work around having a family. So I want to be able to be at the school gates. I want to be at Sports Day, Nativities, et cetera. But I want my career to fit around that as opposed to trying squeezing in family around, oh, well, I better not do that event because I've got to go to this event or this trade fair, this conference, whatever it is. It's about making the two work together and possibly a plus side actually of the pandemic that people have realised that actually flexible working doesn't mean that you're part time. and It doesn't mean that you're skiving off. It means that you work in the time and the day that yeah. suits you and suits your routine.
0: So in that uh, you'd started your business just before lockdown how did you use the lockdown time and what did you learn and gain from that period of time?
1: So yeah so I started I uh, became self-employed six months before lockdown started so I was just getting going and at first there was that horrible horrible feeling of what have I done like you know how on earth am I going to build a business in a pandemic? My children at the time were two and um, just turning six and I thought this is a disaster i don't know where the next bit of money's coming from but actually once you once i sat down and thought about it it was a blessing in disguise because nobody was forcing me to try and do work at times of day that didn't work for me i could pick and choose what i wanted i took a step back and we did all those things you know we baked we cried we painted we drawed we did everything you can possibly imagine um, but it meant i could really think about what was important to me i didn't grasp to take i didn't rush to take on work that was sort of coming my way before lockdown um because i thought actually is this really what i want to do are they a client that's really going to understand that i want to be flexible and it gave me that bit more time to really think about what i wanted from my business to work on my business and so as things have opened up again now i'm able i'm able to pick and choose what I want to do I'm in that position where I can say actually thanks for approaching me but that's not a great fit for me as opposed to thinking okay yes I can take it all on and I can do it now
0: right so do you think it gave you the ability to set up better boundaries and who you were willing to work with and who didn't fit with you Definitely.
1: Because I think in the beginning, when you go freelance, you panic, you think, "Oh, I don't quite know where, you know, the next work's coming from. So you say yes to everything. And when someone says, oh, you know, you're new, perhaps we could do a deal. You think, oh, okay. Yeah. So, and you kind of think, I just want to please everybody because you want that reputation as a freelancer but actually because I had to take a step back because I couldn't take on everything because I had to think about the demands of homeschooling and no childcare, and all of us being in the house all the time at that moment it made me think no that's not a good fit that's not right it's time to step back and probably be more some people describe it as selfish I'd actually say it's kind of looking after yourself and saying: no you're not the right person for me to work with at this time thank you and move on and just be polite about it but you know
0: be selfish <laughs> but it's not selfish it worries me when people do say that word because we're, we're business and we can make these decisions for what suits us and our business it is our business and that's the best ability that's why we set these things up so yeah I, I love talking about that word selfish because it, it's one of those things that grates on people it's not yeah. selfish and it, we're putting your family first putting your business first ahead of the work that might come in is our ability to be able to grow our business in our way. Absolutely. <laughs> um, what's one lesson that you would want every entrepreneur to know? Um
1: I think it's that you you can make mistakes because I think the big thing is you when you go out there, you really want it to be right and you strive for that perfection, but actually to be yourself. And to show that you're human and that you're learning too is the biggest thing. And I think people really respect you when you say, oh, okay, I'm sorry, I hadn't considered that or I wasn't able to do it. I couldn't do it because of X, Y, Z. But this is me and this is what you're getting. And you stop hiding behind um, someone or something or a set of rules or a screen, whatever it might be. And the biggest lesson to take away is just be yourself and actually everyone will respect you for it much, much more.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, What's your favourite business book? Um,
1: i'm going to show you a magazine so um this is freelancer magazine and i think issue three is about to come out it was set up by a lady called sophie cross who is a fantastic marketer and entrepreneur she's actually got hampshire roots and hampshire connections as well um and it's a brilliant magazine and for me it's helped me br- bring together a brilliant community there's something in there for everyone. There are people in there from all walks of life, in all industries, but the thing they have in common is they've all set up their own business and it is for me, it's the perfect coffee break reading material for any
0: freelancer. That's amazing. I, I haven't heard of it, so I'm going to look into that because I will send you a link. <laughs> anybody that has the ability to pull all these stories together as we're doing here, Everybody needs to hear these stories because they're going to be sat there thinking, oh, I'm the only one that's, that's going through this. And when you read Freelancer Magazine, when you read a book like this, you can see that's that you're awesome. not alone. Definitely, definitely. Oh, I love that. Nicola, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for being so honest about being a mum and running your own business. And thank you for being a part of Shining New Crazy Daisy. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you like what you've heard, please leave a review and come back for more inspiration. And if you're ready for more motivation, please go to my website and buy the Shine On You Crazy Daisy series of books with inspirational and motivating stories from businesswomen around the world. But wait, there's more. Come and join the Shine On You Crazy Daisy membership for knowledge, accountability, networking, co working, and support. We will give you the knowledge that you need in a workshop. And the support and encouragement to implement for the growth of your business. More details are available on my website, thedaisychaingroup.com.